This is Today's Business Leaders, actionable advice from real-world professionals. And now, here's your host, Gabe Arnold. We're back with Lisa, and today we're going to uh, talking about more time management tips. And I'm going to just show you a little snapshot of why I really need help with my projects because this is what I have going on right now. There's a bunch of I haven't even counted them. All the to dos I have over there, and then another one up there. So I'm it's pretty regular for me, and I'm sure it's probably not um, unusual for other people to be completely overwhelmed with your to dos or your projects, and it can be paralyzing. I know I, I feel that way. And I've even had to the point, just so in case somebody else out there is weird like me, I've even gotten to the point where it makes me nauseous and like I really get sick over it because I'm like just completely overwhelmed with everything that I want to accomplish. And it's everything that I want to do. It's not like somebody dumps it on me, but I can get to that point where I just feel completely at a loss for what to do. So how do we think about these things productively and how do we manage projects in a way that is actually making us you know, productive from a time management standpoint, Lisa? One of the things to recognize is the number one reason that you start to feel overwhelmed when it comes to a project. Usually, not usually, the number one reason that you do start to feel overwhelmed on a project is because it seems too big to tackle. The way to get around that is to break it down into its smallest steps. So it's important to remember the difference between a to-do or a task and a project. So on the to-do list goes tasks things that can be accomplished in one step that's usually 15 minutes or less. Things that go on the project list or on your whiteboard are Mm -hmm. projects, things that are comprised of multiple tasks. So when we put a project on our to-do list, our brains hit a wall. They're like, no, I don't know what to do because you don't know what to do. Yeah. uh, 50 steps. And we're looking at it thinking, oh, magically, I'm going to know exactly what the very first step is to do here. And you don't. And your brain wants to protect you. So it looks at that and it goes, oh, that's hard. Quick. Let me do something else. Anything else. Shut down. (laughs) You know, and usually then that's when your brain goes to something really easy on the to-do list, um, which is typically not the most important thing sitting on your list because it's already freaked itself out. Because it's looked at, this is too hard. I don't know what to do. Let's find something easy so I feel accomplished. Yeah. So instead, break it down. And so in the notes, we'll give you a link to, I have a project list that'll help you go through the steps on how to break your projects down and how to put them in order and delegate them out and pieces like that. But the most important thing is just to break it down. And if you think it's going to take longer than 15 minutes to do a step, it's probably more than one step. So let me give you an example. Um, If I'm going to do a presentation, if I write in my, on my to-do list, um, do email presentation, which is what we talked about in our last session. And um, I will look at that and I will rewrite it like eight times because I'm going to say, I don't know what that means. But if I broke it down to its smallest steps, it would be things like outline the presentation, search for quotes, find some images, Outline a outline the PowerPoint. Um, create an action guide. Uh, those are the smaller steps that go in there. Once you can do that, it's usually pretty easy to work yourself through the project. Um, one of the presentations I gave, I usually will ask people in the audience to um, is like playing the 
wedding anniversary game. Like how many people have been married? Stay out there dancing. If you've been married for a year, five years, 10 years. Yeah. So I play a variation of that. And I say, how many of you have had a project on your list for longer than two weeks, six months? You know, and I play it all the way out and people are laughing 28 years. Holy cow. I've gotten someone had it on her list for 28 years. And I tell you the story because about six months after that workshop, I get this random email and it says, I finished. And I was like, bam. Then I start thinking this is the best headline ever. Like I'm opening this. I don't know who this sender is, but I'm totally opening this email. And it was that woman. And she (laughs) she broke it all down into steps and she was able to finish it out. Um, so, which is, you know, it's a way better story than that happens. And if I've been like, and then, you know, I never heard from her again. Uh, so, so yeah, your first, awesome. you know, your first thing is make sure that you can break it down. Um, there's a quote, which I will paraphrase by David Allen of getting things done. And in his book, he talks about the fact that stress comes from not the amount of stuff you have to do but the amount of things that you've started and haven't finished. That's excellent. <laughs> right. Is that, that is, and I apologize, David Allen, when you watch this later, I paraphrase your quote because <laughs> he said it way more elegantly than that. But projects are that place for us. You know, how many times do you feel guilty? I just, I was working with a client last week and I said, she was talking about this project she didn't finish and this course she took, but didn't finish. And I said, make a list. And once she could get it all on paper, then the guilt started to go away because then she could address each project, no longer relevant, you know, not worth the time to finish, or this is a priority. I need to do it. So it's always important to keep a project list. It doesn't mean you have to do everything on the list. It just keeps it front of mind. Yeah. No, that's definitely a good point. And I think the other thing that came to mind, it's the same principle that you're, that you're talking about, but also maybe kind of helpful for entrepreneurial people or really anybody where you're multiple managing multiple projects. Like you said, that's like actually my project list on the board, which I'm glad you pointed out to me. But for me, I can't even get to the task level list until I get all the projects out of my head. So starting completely at the macro level of like how many projects do you have in your head or, or how many departments do you need to run as the manager of your business or, you know, as the manager of your household, you know, maybe you have like, all these things going on, breaking it down to projects first and then tasks under those, like just breaking it down piece by piece by piece all the way to that 15 minute level is really empowering because I have things sitting up there that even earlier today, I was like, I know I need to do this, but I just am like, you're exactly right. You just get paralyzed even in a single project. I felt better because I wrote everything down, which is a, was a step in the right direction. But to really get to the completion point or success point is then breaking it into 15 minutes because I, I have a presentation and I have, you know, a web page I need to build and I have all these things. If I can break it into little pieces, then even if I get, you know, busy or distracted or something comes up, I can usually squeeze in 15 minutes and make progress. <laughs> and that's, that's the, I think the magic of breaking it from the project to the task mm-hmm. is that so often we, you can allow the urgent to push out the important. So you're like, well, I'm going to break out two hours today and I'm going to work on this really important project. And then the phone rings and someone has a question and you know, whatever happens. And then you're like, Oh, 
I guess I'll do it tomorrow because I'm down to half hour. Right. A half hour is two, two tasks. <laughs> if you did that, you, end of the week, you're, you know, worst case, end of the week, you're still into it two and a half hours or so. Right. And so to be able to break it into those pieces, that'll help you start to eliminate that whole urgent stuff pushing out the project pieces. The other thing that's helpful for people who find they stall partway through a project, mm -hmm. um, and again, sometimes needs and interests and priorities change, and there is nothing wrong with deciding to consciously abandon a project. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as it is a proactive decision on your part and not, oh, I'll rewrite it to tomorrow. Oh, I'll rewrite it to tomorrow type yeah. of a thing. But it's okay. You can consciously abandon something. Um, however, if you schedule in your next step before you complete your current one, it keeps it moving. That's a great strategy. <laughs> I use that in sales and it's like, it's perfectly natural. I don't get off the phone with somebody on a sales call until I schedule the next call. But I never, of course I should do that with my own stuff because I <laughs> let myself off the hook all the time. <laughs> right, right. But if you put it in before you finish where you're at, then it, you, keep the, you keep the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. But otherwise you hit that. And then you're like, oh, I haven't worked on that project in nine months. How did that happen? Well, that That's happened because you didn't put in time. And again, when I say schedule time, I really mean it. Like find a spot in your calendar, make an appointment, stick right. it in there, even if it's only 15 minutes. The other thing that I do, because I'm great about working out of my calendar, but I definitely push things around and like fudge it a lot and don't always hit my goals. The other trick that I add in for projects is I'll actually meet with, with you, Lisa, and, and show you like what I did on the project, or I'll meet with one of my other business mentors or coaches and say, you know, I, I meet with, I've met with one guy for years and um, named Doug. And so <clears throat> I'm working on a project and I'll say like, here's what I'm going to have done in two weeks. And we're going to get together and have coffee or get together on the phone. And I'm going to show you what I did because yep. I can let myself off the hook all the time, but like, I don't like showing up to, with somebody that I respect and, you know, appreciate their input and say, Oh, I didn't do anything. Like it's, it's a lot harder to let yourself off the hook that way. So that's always helped me move projects forward. Just schedule it and be like, I'll get it done no matter what by then, or at least I'll have some progress done. Um, you know, because I don't want to let it's sometimes like external pressure really helps us with, with goals and priorities like that. I agree. I think external accountability is typically more impactful than internal accountability. Yeah, sure. Internal accountability, there are those big, important, really big things that you're like, oh, okay, no matter what, like I'm motivated enough to do that regardless of what's going on outside. Like it's that big of a goal for me. Right. But that external one helps with all that other stuff that's still really important, but for whatever reason, doesn't light the fire. Um, you know, whether it's another entrepreneur, whether it's a coach, I love, I have a client who says to me, you better believe I'm going to get my stuff done before I see you. I'm paying you. Right. Like, exactly. I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming in. I got skin in the game. I'm coming to the call with my stuff done. Right. You know, so whatever that skin in the game is, whether it's, you know, that feeling of, I let them down because I didn't do it. Whether it's that feeling of, they all think I don't value their time because mm -hmm. they came here to help and I've got nothing for them right. or actually put some money in the game. Um, whatever it is that outside piece, like I love, I tell people set a reward. If you know you're a starter and you don't do well in the middle, <laughs> then give yourself a reward for getting halfway through. Yeah. 
you know, I like the reward to be somewhat equal to the task. Like, I don't believe in, you know, picking a title for a presentation equals a trip to Hawaii. <laughs> if that presentation title's been on your list for 28 years, then maybe it does match up. Yeah. Um, you know, and sometimes that helps. But for many of us, that reward is like, oh, well, I'll just give it to myself anyway. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, I'm in charge of my own self. And if I want to, you know, have ice cream, I'll have ice cream. Um, so having that outside person often is, is the answer. Yeah, definitely. No. And like you said, paying for that input or advice or just accountability has been worth a million times whatever I've ever paid to to the various people, you know, coaches and consultants and stuff. So I highly recommend that. Awesome. All right. Next time we I'm looking at my notes to tell you what we're talking about next time. And we are talking about, oh, this is my favorite, one of my favorite things. We're going to talk about biological prime time. Awesome. And the reason we're talking about that is because our topic is that idea of how do you balance a managerial role with getting technical work done. And so one of the solutions to that is being able to use your um, BPT. And hopefully none of you have any idea what that means so that you can come to the call full of curiosity and learn. All right. Terrific. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. These have been super valuable. And um, to everybody tuning in, of course, comment down below um, or send us a message. We'll, I'm, we're putting out the, these out in various uh, different formats and locations. So reach out. Uh, if you have any questions, we'd be glad to help you. And we'll see you on the next one. You've been listening to Today's Business Leaders with Gabe Arnold. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. For more information, visit todaysbusinessleaders.com. Yeah.